Guys, do you believe that the Word of God is not by observation, but by revelation? Do you believe that, guys? Not just by what you read in the Word, but it's when God reveals something to you in that Word that you're reading. It's been so funny because I've been doing my devotionals, I've been spending time with the Lord, and uh, Patty's working out of the book of Romans at the moment. And so I know more about Romans than I actually know about what I've been spending time doing. But it's been wonderful to see her excitement. Do you believe that the Word of God is transformational instead of informational? You know what, so often we just, we, we come to church and we collect more information. We leave, we've got more in our head, but our lives and what we say and what we do doesn't change. When we leave here today, there should be faith in our hearts with this whole situation that South Africa is going through at the moment. If we do what we've been asked to do, God will keep us safe. We have to believe that. Otherwise, it's just information. We need transformation. And so this morning, I'm going to be speaking out of 1 John 1 5. And I, listening to other guys preach over the last period of time, I've learned a few new words. We're going to drill down and unpack <laughs> the word today. I'm not being horrible, but I just, those are words I don't use. Uh, so 1 John 1, 5 up to 9. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we see in this book of 1 John, John's writing to the church, and he's wanting to bring readers into relationship with God and one another. To God, both of those are important, to Him and to each other. Because we are, we are the hands and the feet and the head. We can't see God. And so we experience Him through the people that we come into contact with. So he starts off by looking to the nature of God. What is God like? And he says the message. It says this is the message. God is light. God is light. To say God is light is to draw attention to his uprightness, uprightness and his righteousness and his uprightness. Right, <laughs> You can see I haven't preached for four weeks. Isn't that, I, I find that so funny. And I 
I was checking with the Afrikaans guys before I came up to preach. Because I remember at school, when I was at school, when we spoke in Afrikaans, which we had to do in our Afrikaans class, we always had this double negative thing. Yeah, can knee sit knee. So you like you definitely can't sit because I said no twice. I always struggled with this knee sit knee thing. And now we see John. He's actually speaking Afrikaans. Because he says there's no darkness and he is all light. It's actually a, the same repeats it twice. He's being, he's saying, this is the way it is. There is no darkness in God and there's no light. There is no darkness and there is light. Sorry. Uh, just checking if, if it's informational or revelational. Nothing is hidden from him. And it's important to God that his children walk in the light with him. Guys, you know what? We, we need our lives to be changed. We need to be changing on a regular basis. There needs to be a, a, where we are walking with God. And we can't walk with God if we're in the darkness. We have to be in light to walk with God. Because he's not going to walk with us in darkness. We have to walk with him in light. It carries on. It says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk. Now, I always had this thing of, how, do, how is this possible? But actually, they got the tense wrong in the scripture. It actually reads, while we are walking. It's a continuous tense. Otherwise, it's impossible because I'm in sin all the time, the word says. But it's while we are walking in sin that we can't walk in the light with God. So if we're not walking in the dark, it means we can walk in the light with God. This normally happens, if we say we have fellowship with them while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not practice the For me, this section of scripture is like really in your face. You better get your act together because if you're not walking in the light, you're walking in darkness. Get your act together. I'm just going to pause there and say, Michael, it's like it's here you singing. Hey, I checked Michael today. Woo, woo, woo. And Orlane's in the background. Hey, so lekker. Yo. I get excited when I see these young guys coming through into new stuff. It's going to lead worship soon. But, but, but a day is a thousand years with the Lord. Eh? <laughs> so the timing will be right. The timing will be right. You can all take a drink of water now if you want. Because I'm going to. You can be sure that Lindy will bring him through quick. I've seen so many leaders come through while I've been here. been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, hey, just slow down with that one a little bit. Whoa, there's another one. It's wonderful. 
You know what? We do best when we're pushed. We walk in the light so that we can't walk in darkness. So it says we do not practice the truth. This normally comes when we speak the truth, but we don't practice it. Many of us, we know what the Word of God says, but we don't live it out. We look good on a Sunday, and we look good on a Wednesday. And when we meet people in the street, we look good. We say the right things. But truth can't just be spoken. It has to be lived. It has to be lived. Walking is a metaphor for, the way, for our way of life. When we see walking down here, it means that's how we live. That's what we do. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The benefit of walking in God's light is we can have fellowship with one another. You know what? When we're walking in darkness, our relationships start to get edgy, and we, we're not walking great. But when we are walking in the light... We start to experience good relationships. Those around us, we, we enjoy being with them. We enjoy speaking to them. There's a cleansing that takes place. That word cleansing means purifying. It's also a continual sense. It's an ongoing purifying in our life as we have fellowship with one another and with God. You know, some people neglect this relationship with God and they just have fellowship with one another and then we have those that just have fellowship with one another and not with God. We have to have the vertical and the horizontal in our lives. And this cleansing takes place because of the blood of Jesus. There's no other way except the blood of Jesus to cleanse us. If we... Say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You know what? You know what I found in my life? I even took part of this for a while. Is when you are in a place of sin, you blame your genetic makeup. Oh, that's the way I was born. And I can't stop doing that. I just have to carry on doing that. Oh, I've, I've got this disease. Because... Being an alcoholic, they call it a disease. I have this disease and I find myself sinning. That's, that stuff's not walking in the light. And what people do is they begin to regard their sin as fate and not fault. You know, you get people, oh, I, I can't help myself, I drink. On a regular basis, too much. I shouldn't drink as much. But it's, it's because of the way that I was born. No, it's not fate. It's fault. Sort it out. Sort it out. Let me tell you, you're not going to sort it out on your own. You're going to need God and you're going to need one another. So this morning, I quickly want to... Uh, I want to... Uh, just sort of finish off by taking a look at why we must open up our lives and allow God, firstly, and then secondly, others to look into our life. 
Now, this is a very like prickly place. If you haven't got people looking into your life already, you think, why must I do that? Well, if you're not doing that, it says you can't do this. You should do that thing. Do this. Do that. Do this. Remember, we used to play that game. Children played it, sorry. Do this. Do that. When you guys are falling asleep and I'm talking to you, I'm going to say, this, do that. Roland says, do this, do that. Then hopefully you wake up if you're sleeping. But maybe not. So this, this morning I want to have a quick look at accountability. Not, we often look at it from the, the perspective of what is count accountability? But this morning I want to look at it, why is there accountability? Why? Because it's for our benefit. It's one of the things God has given us. Why must I be accountable? Why are we doing the things we're doing without people helping us? Jeremiah 17.9. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? What, what, what does that mean? What happens when you say to somebody, hey, I really feel that this should change in your life. Um, but yo, they got like 50 excuses. Oh no, but I slept late this morning and I went to sleep late and I no why why did that happen and then they'll oh I, had, I actually had too much to drink last night that's why I went to bed late and that's why I couldn't wake up this morning we need to take responsibility we need to allow people to look into our lives and see the blind spots that are there. My previous car, which was a lot newer than the car I have now and had a lot more safety stuff than I had now, this one can go much faster, but that's why it's better. Um, the, it used to have these little orange lights in my rear view, in the mirror. And if a car was coming up the side, that, mirror, that little yellow light would actually start flashing. So even if I couldn't see the car, I could see the light, and I knew there was a car there. I actually had to learn to trust that thing. I thought, how does this thing work? So I'd watch the orange light, then I'd look, and then I'd watch the orange light. So you see, we have these blind spots, and we can't see them. But people are pointing them out to us and saying, hey, what about that? And hopefully if you are pointing it out to others, you are doing it gently and lovingly. Gently and lovingly. If you can't do it that way, don't do it. Because you know what? God says we all sin. All of us. I just like almost don't sin. Because I'm the pastor. <laughs> Pa pa pastors don't sin. <laughs> no, they have affairs and run away with people. And 
but that's not me. But you know what? God says we all sin, and we need to own it, and we need to see it for what it is and confess our sin. And you know what? I want to say something to you. Over and above what I've already said. Confession is not good enough just to God. Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I blew it. There are some things that that, that can cover. Like someone cuts you off in the highway and you get a little bit angry with them. And then you, you can never find that person again. So, hey, Lord, I, I confess that I had anger in my heart. I really ask you to bring forgiveness. But it needs to be genuine. It needs to cut you to the heart. But when there is somebody that you know that sins against you or you sin against them, you need to confess. Hey, listen, I'm sorry about what I did. I remember as my children were growing up, um, being the sort of person I am, I was a very in-your-face type of person. Got older now, relaxed now. But when my kids got out of line, I would just give them, wah! And you know what? Sometimes when I finished that and I walked away, and I felt really good about it. Mom would come up and say, hey, you were wrong. You shouldn't have done that. And you know what? I was quick to go to them and confess. And you know what? It, I didn't want to do that again because I don't want to be confessing to my children all the time. But I was quick to go to them when there were those opportunities. But none of you are allowed to come to me. Eh? I'm the pastor. <laughs> You know what, sometimes when we find ourselves in a place where, uh, of wanting to make a decision, we need to go to someone to get a good perspective. Because of that scripture that was up there. And you see this call and you really want this call. And this has just recently changed in my life. If I wanted a call, I just bullied Patty until I got the call. No, I did. I just, I'm, I really want that car. Why do you want that car? I know it's less petrol when it drives and it goes faster. And it, everything about that car was like, this was the perfect car. But in recent times, I don't do that anymore. I go to Patty and I say, babes, I think it's time we changed our car or whatever the case may be, and I'd leave it with her. And she would come to me and say, hey, babes, I think, because her, her, her thing about what she really enjoys is buying clothes and mine is about buying cars. A little different, but anyway. She buys just as many clothes. <laughs> I confess, babe. But you know what? We can't rely on our own strength, man. Guys, we can't. We, we, we think we can, but we can't. We need people around us to help us make right decisions. That's why we need to be accountable. Not what is accountability. No, this is why. 
This is the benefit. And then it says, if you are in a good place with your brothers and sisters, you are in a good place with God. You know what? When I've, when I've had things with uh, people in the church, I've struggled to keep this relationship good. You know why? Because God says, go and sort it out. Go and sort it out. You know, the, the strange thing is that God will make it known sooner or later. You can yin 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 over there, and sooner or later, God will bring that thing out into the light. So rather go before that happens. Rather go before you end up in a place where you're really unhappy. Rather go at that time. It glorifies God. John 3.21, I haven't put it up there, but whoever does what is true comes to the light so that they may, may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out by God. It glorifies God when we come to him. It brings us into closer fellowship. I don't know if you found this, but it's hard to have a relationship with someone where there's a problem. But once you sort it out, it's restored, and you can carry on and move on. Andrew is an incredible example of this. When you have, and we've had, when, when both sides, when we've sorted ourselves out, he just doesn't remember it. He's like God. Honestly, I, I often say to, to Patty, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Which is not right. That's not what the Word says. It's not what the Word says. It's a way to forgiveness. When we walk in forgiveness, we are walking in a good place. So I've got some questions I'm going to give out there, and then you can look at them yourself and see what these issues are in your life. First one, am I struggling with sin, addiction, character issues from which I wish to be free? Am I struggling with things that I want to be free of? I want to tell you, if you don't want to be free, you will never be free. I've prayed for people, and they've had demons, and those demons have gone, but they haven't wanted to be free, and they come back seven worse. That's what the Bible says. They must want to be free. Once that door is shut, they need to keep that door shut. When was I last audited? When did I last go to someone and say, if you're looking into my life, is there anything that you see that I should change? These are hard questions. They're the ones that we need to ask. When I left Durbanville, Russell said to me, Roland, you are the most accountable person that I know. Except with the car issue. From when he, when he told me that, I said, I, I will ask you anything that's not everyday questions, but I'm talking about those major issues in your life. 
Who am I truly open with and accountable to? Guys, right at the top of this thing needs to be your spouse. Or if you're still at home with mom and dad, mom and dad. They need to be at the top of that thing. Because who knows you best? Who knows you best? Patty knows me the best. Been married 38 years. It's only one person, you know, two persons that have been married longer than us. But 38 years. When we talk now, we say the same words at the same time. It's weird. We, we think the same. We, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's something. It's amazing. <laughs> How, what am I going to do about it? You know what? It's no use just hearing about it and doing nothing about it. We've got to begin to live in a place where what we hear, what adjustments are spoken about, that we actually make those adjustments. We have to do it. How will I adjust? Yesterday in the middle of the rain, I realized that I hadn't finished my guttering into the jojo. So the water was pouring out like, like a hose pipe. So when that thing stopped, because it was just showing everything that could have been in my jojo, pouring out, and I, when it stopped raining, I was actually still dribbling. I got up on the ladder, I turned that thing around, and I put it into the jojo. When we see stuff that needs to change, we need to change it. Don't leave it. And I had to actually fight with myself because I was, but I'm preaching tomorrow. I'm, I'm watching the Springbok Sevens win the Dubai cup or whatever. I had a thousand excuses. And I just felt the Lord put his finger on that thing. He said, stop that. Go and do that. So I got up. I think Patsy thought I'd gone mad because I was working in the rain. I don't normally do that. Hey, babe. She wasn't very happy because she had to help me in the rain. <laughs> she was holding the drain pipe up with a broom like this. Where will I be tomorrow, next week, if I don't adjust these things in our life? Well, I would have lost a whole lot of water. But you know what? In comparison to what, I, what it means to us in our lives, it would have been a whole lot worse. Why am I accountable? So that I can be in light with my brothers and sisters and I can walk in light with God. Am I walking in everything God has for me? Guys, there's a lot of you that are, but there are some of you that are not. That's the hard truth. There are some of you that could be walking in a place that you're not walking now. There are some of you that have reached beyond where, where you should have been. But you know what? In the, in the parable of the talents... God hands out these talents 
And when he comes back to the one with the five talents, the guy says, I've got the five that you've given me, and I've made another five. And then he goes to the one with two. He said, I've got the two that you gave me, and I've made another two. Then the last guy, he says, I knew you were a bad master. And so I dug a hole in the ground, and I put it in there, and I kept it safe for you. You know what? God actually sends that guy to hell. And he takes that one, and he gives it to the guy that's got ten. He says, you've been faithful with more. Now I'm giving you more. During this time now, we're not sure what's going to happen tonight. We, our president, I would think, is going to speak tonight, but I, I'm not sure. The last time we went into lockdown, it was really difficult to lead a congregation during that time. You guys were great, but it was difficult because we were phoning all the time. And as soon as we start phoning all the time, you guys start thinking, why are they checking up on me? Actually, we're not checking up on you. I want to ask you, if you are accountable to someone, why don't you phone them? Or send them a WhatsApp, whatever you do, voice note. Why don't you get back to them and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this issue. Can you pray for me? Instead of them having to run after you all the time. I really, I want to encourage you. I want you to uh, not just expect the leaders to do what we do. For the saints to do what we do. The priesthood of all believers. That includes all of us. There are no functions in the priesthood. There's just all of us. Who's the A-team? All of us. It's lacquer because every now and again I can shoot down to Sean and we don't have to wear masks and we can talk about cars and I enjoy those times. It's, it's like makes it a bit more relaxing for me that we can do something. Penny, you're almost as good as Patty. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, that's what I Oh, okay. Okay, it's Lindy. I think Tim came back late just to be involved in all the stuff this morning. I'm not there. He was here, but he... He wasn't, he was supposed to do stewardship teaching. Hey, Tim, I love you, man. I really do. I love these guys in this church. Often pray for you guys. Turn the tears on. <laughs> cry for you guys. Some of you are going through really difficult times. I know. I don't have to speak to you to know. I know. God has given elders the ability to pick up what is going on in the spirit and to be able to pray for the people that we love and care for. And there's no, it's just to us. I want to open it, guys, to get involved. And when we do phone you, 
Don't be like, hey, why are you phoning me? No, but like, hey, things are going well. Things are going badly. Could you pray for this? Because I don't know why, but people don't want to tell you what they're struggling with. They just want to tell you the good things. Accountability is more about the things that you're struggling with than the good things. It's nice to hear the good things. Encouraging to us. What I want to say is, if we meet next week, when we meet next week, I want you to bring each one of you, bring someone that does not know Jesus. I really feel God has laid a, an evangelistic message on my heart. I, w- I was like, today, then, today, then. But Patty let me down. <laughs> My white, whatever. I can't remember you all. You weren't reading my mind. <laughs> so let's pray this morning. Why don't we all just stand up?